Hello and welcome back to the Spook House. Ho, 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 everybody. It's our Christmas episode. My name is Phil. This is Doug, Ebenezer Scrooge, Galliardo, apparently. <laughs> That's pretty fitting for this episode, at least from the two seconds that I uh, spoke about it with you. Uh, yeah, I am the ghost of Christmas ass, and I'm about to dump all over these movies. All right. Uh... I, don't know. <laughs> I, I can't i can't be a debbie downer completely but like well i mean there's i don't know are there any there's got to be some christmas movies you like oh yeah i love a lot of christmas movies but christmas horror oh, movies? like yeah christmas horror movies yeah we could definitely get into that because there's a there's a lot that me and you i feel like both haven't seen um you said you were watching over the past couple weeks like a lot of christmas horror movies i don't know if they were rewatches, but there's definitely a bunch that i haven't seen yeah i was going down a list on a letterbox of this uh christmas horror movie list and i was Mm -hmm. like just mentally checking off all the ones i saw there's a lot out there a lot that look like shit a lot that uh slightly seem of interest how come they all have like a play on christmas words or something uh they have that's to how be... you know the movie's gonna suck well i mean i think the first one to do it would be christmas evil in 1980 um silent night deadly night in 84 but people that still right, people that still do it now it's getting a little old i mean we had violent night a couple years ago then we had the the john woo movie Silent Night. Silent Night. Silent Night. Yep, that's it. <clears throat> Very creative. It's a wonderful Silent night. Silent Night, night <laughs> sounds like a, sh- a schlocky slasher, though. Yeah, then we had It's a Wonderful Knife. Get it? Because, <laughs> uh, Knife, and we're playing on, uh, yeah. That that movie needed to be. Hey, we can talk about that. Let's talk about that one just right off the bat. Uh, what'd you think about All it? All right, we, we can do that. <laughs> Wow, what a pile of shit that was. Yeah, that movie, um, I had to like really think about it the other day because I just watched it last week and I was like, what happens in that fucking movie? I couldn't tell you a face or anything. Like, it's kind of come back since, but I was like, this is just the most forgettable movie I've ever seen. Well, and even with uh, like horribly derivative stories which this one is and they try to do a play on it's a wonderful life again the same writers and creators who did like freaky and happy death day and other time travel type of premise yeah enough we'll get into that at some other time but uh yeah the the time loop stuff just needs to go um well while we're on the topic we gotta okay there's this one specific writer let me find his name um, I don't want to take any personal shots here. However, his just how we feel. His writing credits. It's like, okay, you need to stop, sir. This is his third movie where it's a time travel plot, or there's a third one coming out. Um, what's his fucking name? Yeah, there's a cut something. Final cut that comes out like next year. And it's oh, oh and totally. I think it was the writer from Totally Killer. No, here it is. Michael Kennedy. He wrote yeah. Michael he Kennedy, wrote okay. Freaky, 
which is the body swap. Vince Vaughn, oh my god, they're in different bodies. What's gonna happen? It's wacky. This is a totally new premise we haven't seen before. He wrote... It's pretty much Hot Chick with a, a horror score. He wrote It's a Wonderful Knife, which we'll talk about. And he wrote Time Cut, which comes out next year, which is a time travel movie comedy horror that they have to go back to 2003 to just the, the 2003 world. I- Best believe the soundtrack is going to have Trapped, Trust Company, all the 2000s bands that you love. Somebody's going to get murdered with a PS2 or something. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna slice someone's neck with the AOL CD sampler. <laughs> How about this for a dial-up connection? <laughs> all right, wow, we get it. You're in the 2000s. Great. Uh, but no, this dude just really like keeps going down the rabbit hole of time travel. Yeah. And it's like... It's the same it's the same premise over and over and it just keeps on getting watered down and the bad thing about it is that it's just on the surface because it's a wonderful knife there's a lot of things and you could talk about how much you want to really pick apart like a slasher movie it might not even be worth it but for film fans I feel like it's good to be curious and like have your movies make sense there's a lot of things in this movie that doesn't make narrative sense <laughs> um because yeah. it's not explained if there was like an explanation like how we spoke about so we're gonna spoil this movie for anyone who hasn't seen it if you really want to it's free on shutter and it should be free um or amazon whatever the fuck it is uh, i think it's on shutter right Shutter. Yeah. um just fast forwarding to the end of the movie, like they go through this whole time travel thing. And then the main, the lead actress is back in her reality. And then she visits weirdo. Her name is weirdo because you know, high school bullying and whatnot. Um, and so she somehow remembers the other reality. She remembers everything that happens in the other reality. And it's like, what, how do you, does that make sense? (laughs) I'm getting bored just hearing the premise again. Um, uh, we don't have to go too much into the premise. It's whatever, but I can, I can tolerate a wacky premise or whatever. If everything else is, I don't know, good, but like, it's almost like AI wrote this movie. Like AI yes. spit out a horror movie, horror comedy. They were like, okay, let's take jokes from the Big Bang Theory and throw in a killer. And neither <laughs> one is good. It's just No. I I fucking hated that movie. It was it is- truly a an endurance test to finish it. I was like, I don't think I can do it. I didn't finish Totally Killer. I told you. I was like, you're gonna have to tell me who the killer was because I realized with 15 minutes to go that I don't give a shit and I'm not wasting any more of my time watching this. And this is not to like any, like, I don't know about you, but I had no problem with who they cast in these movies. Mm -hmm. I'm not blaming this on the actors like at all, because I've seen that main actress. um, I forgot her name, but the lead actress in it's a wonderful knife. I have seen her in yellow jackets. She was really great. Uh, Joel McHale can, he can act in movies that I've seen him in, but like, yeah, I did enjoy Justin him. Long, obviously, right? He's like, I mean, he he was in this movie, um, Becky, which was pretty good. It was a pretty fun movie. Oh, I forgot he was in that. Um, where Kevin James plays a Nazi. Yeah, pretty wild. Yeah, I've seen it. Um, 
<laughs> the king of Nazis. Uh, but the, the writing is just so uninteresting, shallow. Yep. And I was telling you this, these, the worst offense is that these writers think that they're clever and they think they're funny. And in my opinion, they're not like, this isn't my idea of fun. I know a lot of people had fun with this movie and they said it was a good time. That's not my idea of a good time. Yeah, that's, uh, that's something that we do hear a lot. And I, Hey, if, that doesn't excuse to me a movie being poor, right? And terrible, because I've had I had a good time watching Batman and Robin. That's a terrible movie, yeah. but it's a good time. There's things to like about it, and th- this just even has like like even the kills were so uninspired, yeah, and lame. Like it wasn't even like people were getting strangled with wreaths, or someone had like a Christmas tree shoved down their esophagus. Nothing. It was just knives. It was just stabs. And like, do you remember anything else? Because I don't. I do remember. Okay. Remember on our, on our talk to me episode where there is a trans character and I applauded the filmmakers for just having that character be them and not like, Oh, the weirdo or the, the awkward kid. And I said, in the hands of, you know, dumbass filmmakers, they would have been like, hey, weirdo or whatever. And in yeah. It's a Wonderful Knife, they literally call the trans character, hey, weirdo, weirdo. And it's like, oh, my God, I, I just want to scream like it's very disappointing. And not and that does happen, unfortunately, in real life. But. It it doesn't quite if you know, if you want to represent like different people, you have to treat them not as an object. Yeah. Not as like a factor of bullying because it's not that type of movie. Again, they tried to add lingering. It just didn't work. And not as a, and not as a setup where the main character can look into their eyes at the end and say, you matter. As if that's going to be like the applauding moment of like, yes, this movie gets it. It's like, fuck this movie had like no climactic anything that, yeah, that line was not earned. No, let's, not, let's at all. not talk about this piece of shit anymore. I know a lot of people. I've heard some positive praise for it, and hey, at, I've heard a lot of positive. As always, it. if you like it, that's cool. But we didn't, and uh, this time travel bullshit really needs to stop. It needs to come to an end. Yeah. Marvel really did damage. Uh, I feel like because a lot of people saw them have success with like a multiverse and different realities. And then everyone else took it and ran with it. There's a couple of, you know, you could do a time loop, time travel type of plot and like have it be good, but it's just overkill at this point. And to have the same writer churn out three of these and he's still getting this mainstream work. Like that dude needs to stop. I, I don't trust anyone uh, that that's that, I don't trust any studio that's hiring these guys. Because the writing is just so shallow and there's no depth. There's like, okay, like you were saying, talk to me. Those are all realized characters. They were all different. They were individuals. They were specific. And we talked about this on Thanksgiving too. But like, for example, It's a Wonderful Knife is just so, it just feels forced. Everything just feels forced and shoehorned. And it doesn't just feel 
realistic. Yeah, like I said, AI. It's just these are it's like we're straight up robots. Yeah. The fucking bicentennial man writing this movie? <laughs> Throwback Robin Williams movie. I never saw that. You know what? Me neither, but I always yeah. was intrigued by the cover. Yeah. The wood with him like <laughs> Is the... he a robot in the movie? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, we should... something like that. You ever, did you ever see Jack? I do. Yeah, yeah. I mean I did. Yes. Yeah. My mom took me to see that in theaters as a child. Doesn't he have like a heart attack on the playground or some shit? Uh, yeah, he has like a whole pituitary gland disorder and J-Lo is the teacher in it. Wow. Pretty. uh, Yeah, I haven't seen that probably since it came out. Um, sounds very depressing. Yep. Um, Not good for a, a child to see. Very good movie, though. Very good. Uh, Yeah, I got I want to dig deeper into Robin Williams, uh, more serious work like uh, one hour photo insomnia world's greatest dad or something like that. Insomnia is um, great. Al Pacino's in that, right? Yeah. And so is Catherine is Isabella. Is that her last name? Isabel Isabella girl from ginger uh, snaps. Oh, I haven't seen ginger snaps. Either. What? I know. I feel like we Holy talked about shit. this. I don't uh, think we have, but yeah, ginger snaps is awesome. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even know for years. I've heard about it since I was like a kid, and for some reason, I just never got around to watching it. And up until like maybe like this year or last year, very recently, I didn't even know it was a werewolf movie. Yeah, it's a, I had no idea. It's a werewolf slash uh, teenage angst kind of movie. It's it's really fucking good. I love that movie. Yeah, it's the chick from uh, American Mary, right? Yeah, or whatever. Uh, yeah, but she was yeah, in I, It's a Wonderful Knife. Or, yeah, okay. I get that confused with Totally Killer. Those movies just kind of... Wait, what? Yeah, she's in It's a Wonderful Knife. She's like the drunk aunt or something. Oh! Yeah. Didn't even realize that. I, okay. Yeah. Yeah, nothing against her. I mean, I want to see Ginger Snaps for sure. That's definitely been on the list. Yeah, well, let's time travel away from this topic into something else um hey before we continue into the christmas stuff we have to talk about this movie we both saw it we both loved it godzilla minus one why is it called minus one i read about it the other day and i forgot what the actual description was but i believe it's like this is the first uh because it's taking place in like 1945 it's like Mm-hmm. pre the first one I, that could be wrong but <laughs> i read something and uh i forgot what it was um but yeah this movie man i saw it twice it's fucking it's worth it, it. yeah it's awesome i i think it honestly is uh it's one of the best movies of the year oh for sure um we've seen a lot of movies next episode which will be the spookies because I'm flying to Florida in a couple of days for like six days. So get back late December. So next episode is going to be the spookies and that will definitely be on the nomination list for best movie of the year. Oh, hell yeah. Right there. It with, has to be right there. Totally killer. It's a wonderful night. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Best time travel movie of the year. What do you got? Best wacky horror comedy of the year. <laughs> Best forced representation. Best soulless piece of shit award goes to. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there's too many nominations for that this year. 
but no, uh, I saw Godzilla, I think like a couple days before you and I texted you after and I was like five out of five. This is a five out of five movie. Yeah, I, it was very heartfelt for, for a Godzilla movie. And uh, it was the I wish I remembered the director's name because I'm going to butcher the pronunciation. Um, but he was the same director who did Shin Godzilla in 2016. And apparently they had to um, they made a deal with like American studios mm-hmm. uh, that uh, Japan can't produce another Godzilla movie until like a certain amount of time. So this has been in the making since 2016. And I don't know how long they took to write it, but it was, I think again, I didn't, wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything really about this movie. The, they showed you a lot of what you wanted to see with the monster movie. They showed you plenty of Godzilla. Uh, the opening scene was insane. And like the story, like the story was like really, really, interesting and it did take some twists and turns that i didn't expect i don't know about you yeah the movie worked so well because um there was that backstory with the with the pilot and he meets this lady and he's taking care of the kid so you really you're invested in all three of these characters so especially the little kid when she started crying i was like oh my god yeah she's such a badass told christ she was great christ we are (laughs) it's gonna be okay Oh, I, I was, my eyes were tearing up. My, my, my Zoloff was like, you can cry. It's all right. You let it out. Um, and even like, even again, just going back to just smart writing and just layers of these characters, uh, you have this guy who comes back into the lead character's life after he basically killed off his whole team. And then again, we're going to spoil this movie. Um, and just the fact that, you know, he made the ejection seat for him because he's like, this is a we're deal. I'm, he's looking at the bigger picture. Uh-huh. So, like, I'm he's putting his hatred aside and understanding that, you know, he has a lot of guilt from for what he did in, you know, uh, f- from being like a, you know, war dodger or whatever. He was a kamikaze pilot. Uh-huh. Uh, again, another good angle. And yeah, you it- could tell that. Sorry, I was going to say that it also explored like some themes of PTSD. And uh, yes. so, yeah, it was. And like he fled, he fled his family. He was like, I have to do this. I he didn't you know, he obviously cared, but because he's left uh, left the neighbor, the you know money and stuff like that. But he was his psyche was pretty damaged from what he saw, what he did. Uh, and again, for a Godzilla movie to like go deep like that, it was just. It was just great. This movie was fucking great. Yeah, that entire sequence where they first see God Godzilla in the water and he's chasing after the boat. Dude, I was like Dude. raising up in my seat trying to like get away Dude, from the same. screen. I was like, holy shit. I wasn't expecting all this. I'm like tense right now. And like and the way they open it, like that scene was great when he's like appearing, his face is appearing out of the water. Yeah. They did put that part in the trailer, but that whole scene, it was kind of like very reminiscent of jaws when you're just like anticipating you're like all right something's gonna happen not sure when they really built up the intensity with that but uh just going back to the opening we're like godzilla is not fucking around yeah (laughs) like he's stomping on dudes he's throwing planes and you're like oh my god like again we've seen godzilla movies but i don't know this one was just i haven't the way it was that was was my first godzilla movie Really? I, I had 
maybe seen the 1998 or not With Matthew Broderick. Yeah, I think I saw yeah, that, that back in the day. Yeah, not great, but dumb. Fun. I had the soundtrack because fun. I had Rage Against the Machine, No Shelter. That was the only place ah, you could get yeah. that song. I remember what the CD looks like. It has like a close-up of Godzilla's eye. Yep. And they had a, in the movie, there was like an elevator full of little dinosaurs. It was, and they were like going up very, uh, very hacky. Yeah. But. <laughs> but yeah, I need to go explore some Godzilla movies. I'm there's a lot of, them. yeah, I know. And, um, Just as much as there are 2023 time travel movies, there are plenty of Godzilla movies. You can, well, get I don't into. know about that. We get like 10 a year now. <laughs> so so much but yeah but, godzilla uh, yeah. was the shit i was not expecting to love it that much and um gladly went to rewatch it and if you haven't seen it yet if it's still in theaters go see it in theaters i feel like it made another five mil at the box office this weekend baby so nice. you need to see it on the big screen is there going to be a sequel to it because they definitely kind of set it up for one you know how that yeah I feel like there there has to be. Plus, the, the budget was only like $10 million. Which is insane because everything looked great. Looked insanely good. Which begs the question, how do these American movies take $200 million budgets and it still looks like just hot garbage? Like, oh, that's definitely a green screen they're fighting in front of. And I'll tell you why. Because they suck. <laughs> They there might be like some get, money laundering type type of shit going I don't on. Oh no, they get like some inexperienced and this is not a well, it might be a knock on animators, but some people just are more experienced than other animators. They're obviously hiring the wrong people. Like just for example, uh it chapter one. Oof. <laughs> I don't know if they were like <laughs> if they got Stevie Wonder to do the CGI for that, but the dude was not looking at the screen when that painting came to life and it's like, oh, this is legit like a like AOL 1998 <laughs> dial up connection style. What the fuck? Hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a while. I still haven't seen it. Chapter two. I, I actually like chapter two better. Uh, but every time I watch, I think I've seen I saw it chapter one in theaters twice and then I watched it twice afterwards. Every time I see it, I liked it less and less. Yeah. Um, it's fine. It's fine. It's Stranger Things with a clown. They really just adopted, yeah, Stranger Things for that movie. <laughs> adapted yeah. or adopted? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, was not a huge fan. Like you said, fine. I was like, yeah, it was okay. Yeah, yeah. Andy Muschietti's a bum to me. I wish they got like, uh, oh, oh, I had a good fucking bum, bum man, bum. That movie, Mama. Ugh. Uh, fuck. If if it was directed by, I I had an idea of someone who who I would like to direct it. If we could go back in time, but I completely forgot who that was. Maybe I said Mike Flanagan. That would be a good pick. If he's gonna do any franchise, I mean, I feel like that would be pretty interesting for him to take on. But get uh Christopher Landon to direct it. He can um have Pennywise time travel back to Derry back in the day and it'll be wacky and cool. How about that? I'd rather uh <laughs> jerk off in a party city. <laughs> well, and risk risk getting arrested. <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> All right. So, so Doug, um, there's that. What is your favorite Christmas horror movie? What do you think is the best one? Um, the best one. Oh, that's a tough question. I can tell you my personal favorite. Do you want me to go first? Uh, yeah, you can go first. I think overall, it has to be Silent Night, Deadly Night. I think. It's it's everything you want in a Christmas slasher movie. Yeah, I, it, I, um, it, I had to think about it. It, um, yeah, it does kind of have everything. It explores the backstory really well. There's actually a lot of pretty disturbing shit in that movie. Spe- Even in the beginning with like the he uh, sees his parents get murdered and yeah, there's a baby crying in the car while it's all happening. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is kind of rough. And, you know, they're in like that home or whatever, like the hospice. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that happened, right? I don't think there was a hospice. They were in like the Catholic Church and that in the beginning isn't like, uh... oh, yeah, they're um, when he's talking to his grandpa. Yeah, yeah, his grandpa. Yeah. yeah. I- yeah, something like that in a some yeah, some kind of like old folks home or something. That they that part is creepy as shit too. Yeah, it is. Um What's your what's your what's your favorite thing about that movie that puts you in the Christmas spirit? Um since it is your favorite. A lot of good death scenes, the sleigh ride decapitation is pretty fucking awesome. See, and that's how you do like campy humor. Right. With like, again, like it's such like a hard thing to balance. And it is like, yeah, it is a slasher movie and there, but there are some like, there's a serious nature in that movie where they, you know, they do goofy well and they also do like interesting story well. Yeah, I think it's um pretty funny that all the, all the scenes in the toy store, you can see actual toys like little tykes and there's even like a giant cutout of mickey mouse in plain sight and i'm like oh disney must have not been happy about that no way there it probably was such such a small movie that they were like you know what let them have it it's not gonna make much well you know what that movie came out the same weekend as a nightmare on elm street and it was beating a nightmare on elm street by like over a hundred thousand bucks or something but all the protests that were going on this movie had like a huge backlash. All these. Oh, yeah. This is like 1984. You know, people had to make up shit to get outraged about. We're like, well, we can't have a killer Santa Claus. So kids are going to believe that it's real. Yes. It, just like the real fake Santa Claus. Sure. Yeah. So they got it pulled from theaters and it kind of fucked up the whole uh you know, as far as box office numbers and all like that. The momentum, yeah, 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 the momentum. It should have been a lot bigger at the time than it was. And it was kind of on that trajectory. I mean, it was beating out A Nightmare on Elm Street. So but, do you think it was because people probably thought it was like a wholesome Christian movie, even though Deadly Night was uh, <laughs> in the title? I think people went to go see it and they were like bringing their whole family. And then they saw people getting murdered and they were like, this isn't miracle on 34th street. I think it was just because of the premise. I know black Christmas kind of got some pushback. Same with Christmas evil. Uh, for some reason, people hold Santa Claus very sacred. It's like, really? 
just like Jesus, another real person. Did I wink? <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, oh, you're right. Real. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> not made up at all. Not made up by humans whatsoever. No, sir, I'm gonna <laughs> live my life accordingly. To uh, okay, let's not get <laughs> and we're veering off. Right? <laughs> we're veering off the sleigh tracks over here. Um, but no, Silent Night, Deadly Night is is for sure up there with one of the best Christmas. It's just a fun Christmas slasher. It has enough kills, fun dialogue. It, it it's just organic. Like you would tell it, they put in effort to just mm-hmm. make like a fun movie. And I think that also adds to like the serious. Like they took themselves seriously making the movie, so it kind of like exudes that like horror joy factor. Um, yeah, there's a video on YouTube of Quentin Tarantino talking about his love for that movie, which is pretty cool to see. I got. I've been watching. Uh, there's been a couple of uh, like YouTube shorts where Quentin Tarantino talks about like just random movies that he's influenced by or loves. Yeah. Uh, I gotta watch that one, but he, I, I, he's such like a genius to me. I, I don't think he's ever directed like a bad movie. So, I, I love to listen to him, uh, just talk about movies because he loves movies. So um, the the decapitation scene, all right, <laughs> from Silent Night, Deadly Night, all right. I mean, that's one of the best fucking, fucking movies weirdo. of all time. Okay, <laughs> where's my coat? <laughs> <laughs> You've been working on that in private. No, I haven't. I was like, oh, I'm going to try this one for the first time. I got a workshop. <laughs> That's good. It's good so far. You can tell it's Quentin Tarantino. You have his uh, his auteur <laughs> voice down. I thought about busting out the uh, the Owen wig and getting a Santa hat and just doing the episode <laughs> as Owen Claus. <laughs> Santa Owen. Yes. <laughs> Please make that happen. Just review It's a Wonderful Night. <laughs> As Owen Wilson. Wow, what a piece of shit this is, huh? Wow. <laughs> I'm trying. Come on. <laughs> come on, Justin. Oh. oh, come on, Justin. You're better than that. How can you accept this role? <laughs> but uh All right, so what else do I, we got? Um uh, Yeah, what's your, I think what's your for, favorite? Um I would say I would say Black Christmas is easily my favorite uh Christmas horror movie if we're going there. It's just uh very very eerie very creepy the atmosphere in it is just so like it's like filthy without being filthy you know mm-hmm. like I, I i was wrestling with this in my head walking back from i went to go see the boy in the heron and i was like the heron what are, like my favorite like her- yeah her- heron heron sure I think. heron i literally said that as it's spelled you know it's bad heron. if i correct you miss miss <laughs> saying something that's usually I mean, I say me. the word huge with like 10 capital U's, so I'm I'm also all over the place sometimes. Dude, you have no idea how much shit I get about my mispronunciations from my girlfriend. She's like, oh, what's that? <laughs> What'd you say? I'm like, I hate you so much. It's called an accent, okay? So fuck off. Or, you know, low IQ, but who's to say? <laughs> hey, all right. I get it from her. I get it from you. What the fuck do you want from me, huh? You know, it all comes out of affection, baby. This heart bleeds for Phil Jarman. Uh, um, yeah, Black Christmas is so it's like even if it even if it wasn't set on Christmas and it's a Christmas movie, it would still work. Uh, for some reason, it just marries Christmas and horror perfectly uh, with the phone calls, 
the whole mystery of it all. Um, again, the cast is great. Like the chemistry between all like the, uh, girls are awesome. Um, the kills are so good. Uh, and again, like the mystery keeps you like engaged the whole time. Like I love like one of my favorite genres, which I just self-discovered is I love like, just like mystery. Like Mm. that keeps me on the edge of my seat, like Zodiac and movies like the game and, uh, saw the first saw, uh, just like really good, just like mystery. Yeah. I feel like we don't get a lot of good mystery movies these days. Like that mystery slash thriller subgenre. It was like big in the nineties. I feel like. Yeah. And, uh, I don't, I don't know why you don't like knives out, but that's a great mystery movie. Uh, I, I don't want to talk about that. I, I thought the second <laughs> one was pretty good. I thought the first last one you was great. Dude, the first one was I was so bored. I was like, this Man. is the most boring, dull shit I've ever seen. That's so disappointing. I was I saw it and I was like, this is incredible. All right. <laughs> Easily my favorite one of my favorite movies that year. But um yeah, and then you have uh John Saxton also in Black Christmas adding like oh, that yeah. gravitas performance. Uh, just like how like uh, Donald Pleasance added like a lot to Halloween. Mm-hmm. John Saxon added like a lot uh, to uh, Black Christmas. One of my favorite horror movies is When a Stranger Calls. So it reminded me of that just with like Christmas elements. I have to admit, I just realized I've never seen When a Stranger Calls. Oh, dude. What year was that? You gotta watch it. I was like 79 or something, okay. uh, late seventies, but mm. dude, uh, Carol Kane, whoo, the easily one of the best opening. If you're going to do like top 20 opening scenes of any horror movie, I think this has to be in there. Mm. It is so chilling, like bone chilling. Uh, I'm sold. And it comes from it's what I said. I'm sold. It's going on <laughs> the list. The, you and Ashley got to watch that next Going on the list, baby. Next on the shuffle. Um, oh, by the way, start yeah, thinking of some more uh, Spooky's Awards categories. Oh, I got to. I'm thinking about that later tonight. I just remembered to add the Just Stop Award earlier today. <laughs> we're, we're reusing some from last year, right? I don't even remember. Uh, I should go back and listen to that one. Kind of freshen it up a bit. Yeah, same. It's been a it's been a year. <laughs> yeah, last year you um, had them like printed out. <laughs> oh yeah like super professional <laughs> you still have that nice i should i gotta find that i don't know where i think it's in my uh my drawer in the kitchen yeah i need to frame that <laughs> hey we could do we could do that every frame year it every send, year send them all. yeah <laughs> have a nice little like gold uh medal next to it like a pulitzer prize <laughs> um but yeah black christmas is ha- ha- that has to be number one for me um gremlins is also a big one i was gonna mention uh, gremlins like Love you got Gremlins. To. Yeah, it's so again fun. If fun '80s movie, A- '80s is like the best in my mind. There's been some, it's a lot of it was like the year or sorry the decade of like experimentation with film. Yeah, just a lot of ideas being greenlit, a lot of stuff being thrown around. But Gremlins is a great creature feature if you want to call it that. Um, Do you think it's because? like technology was still in the sort of infant phase and it's kind of like in the nineties. It's like, yeah, we had the internet, but it wasn't like overbearing. 
So it was kind of- No, it's not like it is today. Yeah, it was kind of in that sweet spot where, hey, if you wanted to learn something, you went- Boomerant. You went into the- <laughs> You went into the room with the put, computer. Put the Yankees hat on. Yeah. But it wasn't like yeah. overkill. So maybe the same thing with the 80s. It's like they still had to rely on practical effects and imagination and not just be like, okay- Shot the green screen footage, send it to the VFX artist, and yeah, I I agree with you. I agree with you very much. I feel like today in today's world, it is different because, like, obviously, it does take some some kind of talent to, you know, animate and do these computer generated graphics and make it look real or any semblance of real. Oh. And a lot of the times, sometimes it does it doesn't translate. You're not going to, you know, a lot of these 80s movies, like just for example, like, like even Gremlins, Back to the Future, um, a lot of movies like even like, let's go with um, Bad Taste, Peter Jackson, who did fucking Lord of the Rings movies. Mm -hmm. it, it just feels real. Like you just feel that the actors can feel it because they see something. It's not they're like talking to a fucking tennis ball. Right. Um, where they really got to sell it. Like, it's real. Like. Again, Bill Skarsgård was in the Pennywise costume. That added some kind of real element to it. Not a lot of the movie looked great, but at least he was in the costume. Yeah, um, can't say I was crazy about said costume, but yes, I see your point. <laughs> yeah, he he was he was in there. He was in the makeup. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the '80s movies like the imagination just like flourished, and you had to really think outside the box to make your vision come to life uh even with again you have a big budget like steven spielberg with jurassic park those dinosaurs look fucking real right those dinosaurs look terrifying yeah do you remember the first time you saw jurassic park yeah absolutely and again um yeah they had to rely a lot on animatronics i feel like that's sort of a lost art for him totally like totally. all the old jim henson type of shit like I mean, think about like the first Ninja Turtle movies, like just do I that. I thought they looked great. Yeah. I thought it looked great. It looked gritty. They looked real. Like they didn't look like, again, I think a mixture of both mediums, it, if you if done really well, it could be pulled off, you know? Um, yeah. I love um, visual effects artists. Um there's this YouTube channel that I love called Corridor Crew. It's like visual effects artists react to bad and good CGI. Oh, I got to check yeah, that out. Yeah, and you really learn a lot because they break it down frame by frame and point out like, okay, well, this doesn't look right because of this. And here's what I right. would have done. It's really interesting. And you have to know, like, to some degree, like, I remember I was watching an interview with, like, Greg Nicotero. Uh, talking about like his practical effects for the walking dead and stuff like that. And he had to learn like anatomy, like how bones would move yep. if yeah. there, if flesh is like ripping off your body and all that stuff. So like you had to have, you had to do so much research and you would think, Oh yeah, just put on some makeup and let them walk like a zombie. But no, there had to be some element of like science in there. You wanted to look, as if it's real. Yeah, you definitely and, have to understand anatomy and like say if the flesh gets torn, the muscle ex is exposed. Like you need to learn which way those muscles are flowing and what those yeah. look like. So if it's broken a certain way, you'd have to figure out how someone would 
walk with that broken bone or something like that. And then you have movies that like, uh, what movie? Sorry. Exorcist believer where someone like gets their neck twisted around and it just looks like Play-Doh. It just doesn't look good. I don't know. I thought that effect looked pretty cool. It just looks so, uh, I mean, I don't know what that would look like if that actually happened to somebody, but I thought it looked pretty cool. Yeah, we'll agree to disagree on that. Okay. I thought Christopher Nelson, I, for all the flaws in that movie, as always, did killer work. So no problems with like makeup. But yeah, I maybe he maybe I need to see it again, but I remember uh being like, wow, that just looks pretty weird. Hmm. And again, I haven't seen someone really get decapitated, so I don't know, but I just think other movies have done it better. Yeah. Um, on to some other Christmas movies. So you just watched Krampus for the first time. I did watch Krampus. Did you rewatch it? I did. Um, you didn't tell you. Right, you didn't. We didn't even talk about your rewatch. So I'm looking forward to hearing what you what you're going to say. OK. Um, yeah, because you've seen it when it first came out. Yeah, right? I've seen it quite a few times over the years. Um, I kind of see your complaints with it. Didn't you say it was just boring? I was very bored with it. And, and I liked the family dynamic. Uh-huh. I, I liked how, I love you know, Tony Collette and Adam Scott, uh, the whole cast is good. There's no problem. That was the craziest thing to me, by the way, are Adam Scott and Tony Collette that close in age where they could pass off as a married couple. That surprised the shit out of me. Hmm. Yeah. A little might be a little jump there, but, but, but I do like, um, again, Tony Collette have read a movie it, it immediately levels up adam scott is also a really good plays a good straight man plays a good dramatic actor if you have if you've never seen uh big little lies fucking great in that hmm. uh really good show david can't even pronounce his last name uh, sure yeah i think so <laughs> let's go with that uh he's always funny yeah he's always great um Thought the other act again, actors were fine. The family dynamic, like the push and pull with different personalities and stuff like that. That was fine, but it was a whole lot of setup. So much setup. Yeah. To get to one scene where everything started to unravel. And that was like the last like 20 minutes. And I was like, are you talking about where the kid goes up to Krampus in the streets and that whole part of the movie? Not even that uh, when everyone's like in the attic and they real like everyone starts to realize what's going on. And Tony Collette kind of pulls a hereditary and gets like hung with the Christmas lights uh, and they're all getting attacked by the toys. Did that happen in the attic? Tony Collette with the Christmas lights? I thought it was in the attic. It might be. I might have just forgot a detail there, even though I just rewatched it literally like four hours ago. (laughs) But hey, that's uh, that's pretty interesting. Tony Collette and attics back. Bad things happen. She she really needs to stop going up there. It's a problem. <laughs> Brilliant. I was like, oh, I see what Ari Aster did. Um, but yeah, that it took so long to like get something to happen. Uh, at least there was a lot of uh, like mystery, like with Krampus, like, you know, jumping across the house that uh, cinematography was great. Yeah, I thought that shot um, was badass when she's like running down the street and see Krampus just house hopping 
yeah very cool. very cool very cool i like that uh it was a very family friendly movie in my eyes weren't a lot of like you know kind of savage kills you think evil santa and you know almost want to think like art the clown but there really wasn't a lot of impressive kills it to me uh i loved the uh the creature design like the elves were fun real dope i wish we got i wish we got to see more yeah of them i wish they got introduced earlier on in the movie uh i was just i was just left wanting a lot more yeah i know what you mean especially on rewatch i was like uh yeah it's it's kind of mid it's in like the six to seven out of ten range you know yeah and like the whole thing like the gingerbread man would was stupid yeah they that took me out of it yeah that took me out of it <laughs> the cgi gingerbread man yeah. yeah i was like that's where i was like okay is this like a full-blown comedy or is it not because like the other humor was like real life type of humor like i like the humor in it uh because it wasn't like it wasn't like forced goofy humor like in it's a wonderful knife like oh hey I'm FaceTiming you. I want to make my OnlyFans. Ha <laughs> ha. 2023 Ugh. vibes, energy, TikTok. Yeah, I was like, hey, guy. Um, but yeah, the humor was good. And then when that happened, I'm like, are you trying to be like a full moon feature type of movie or like something else? Yeah. Um, I agree. It could have could have used some more of the the elves and what practical effects we did get were awesome. Like when that elf is eating the kid and his fucking shoes are sticking out of his mouth. Oh, that was cool. The jester, that jester, like Jack in the box thing was real dope. Yeah. And then it, it, there was like a one liner. I think Adam Scott said it when he saw the kid being eaten. He was like, you gotta be kidding me. Oh yeah. It's like, (laughs) come on. But you know what though? It made sense for his character. For some, I, I, I didn't, I wasn't offended by that line. Well, it wasn't uh, his kid. It was um, his some other, his his, the other kid. nephew that he didn't like. But still, you wouldn't be like, who was the one that looked like Thurman Merman? Oh, I wanted to smack that kid, <laughs> Thurman Merman. I just rewatched. Oh, hey, Bad Santa. <laughs> we gotta talk about another that. great movie. I just rewatched that, that. Like rewatched that like two weeks ago. Your name's That's Thurman Merman. <laughs> You go. My grandma's gonna make some sandwiches. Hold on, I'll R.I.P. Make, John Ritter. I'll make you some sandwiches and Bernie Mac. Yeah, <laughs> such a good movie. Um, that uh, Tony Tony Cox, I think his name is. Yep. Uh, great. Me, myself, and Irene in the beginning. Yeah. Whatever you do, don't watch Bad Santa Two. It is awful. Wouldn't even think about it. I kind of accidentally watched it last year because I watched bad Santa and I went to do something and it just started playing. And I was like, I'll, I'll let this play whatever. Yeah. And I was not? like, Holy shit, this is awful. <laughs> Again, some movies just don't need sequels. Just stop. Bad Santa did not require a sequel. Yeah. It was fine the way it was. Um, what were we talking about? Oh yeah. Krampus. Um, yeah, I feel like it's a movie just for me that I would I wouldn't really watch it again. Yeah. Uh if there was a sequel to that, I would be kind of interested in it. Just kind of the I don't think Krampus was that uh he didn't really have like a large presence 
in the movie called Krampus. Yeah, you don't really see him that much. Um, and he was he was cool. I, like the design, yeah, was cool I do like and, the design. I like the way he was depicted. Uh, the underground snow slugs or whatever. I don't know what the fuck that was about. Um, I I wanted I wanted it to be a little more uh, you know schlocky fun, right? Um, but yeah, that was uh, I could I could take it or leave it. I was reading some behind the scenes stuff on it earlier, and um, apparently the whole thing was shot on a soundstage, like ninety eight percent of the movie. Huh? Wow, and that makes sense because. I, I guess one gripe I have with it, I feel like they should have ex- kind of expanded the setting a bit, like maybe leave the house and you're, I don't know, somewhere else. But it was like they're out of the house and they're on the streets. Then they run back to the house and just yeah. got a little, the setting just got a little stale. Um, yeah, it was like a clue uh, game board. Hmm. Kind of just going back and forth to like multiple places. I'm curious to know what the budget to that was because my michael doherty is a good a good filmmaker um i just i feel like it's just a lot of again middle of the road type stuff you like trick-or-treat but right? i do like trick-or-treat okay that was actually uh funny enough uh that was the last movie i rented from blockbuster and i kept the uh dvd like the um oh, like the case awesome I don't have it anymore, but uh, that was the last one I rented from Blockbuster and then they shut down. Um, oh, wow. Good for him. $15 million budget and it grossed $42.7 million. Definitely made a lot back. Yeah, after advertising and everything, it did okay. Yeah, didn't, it, didn't, it definitely made over its, over its budget. Uh, worldwide total of 61 million so good for okay. him and he he did um he did that godzilla vs kong movie oh i did not know that did he so um, oh. like i was saying earlier that was my first godzilla movie this new one so i do want to go back and watch like shin godzilla and some of these that one ones. i need to watch too yeah um yeah you really can't go wrong with those those japanese godzilla movies they're just so fucking good uh, oh, Michael Doherty wrote Superman Returns. Uh, yes, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, uh, X-Men Apocalypse. That's right, because he um, was a promising horror director, and they were like, hey, come make some bullshit. Come get the superhero. <laughs> and now he's doing back then. Come, come get the superhero movie world. And that one, but, whoa. Uh, upcoming, apparently there's a Hellraiser TV series. Did you know about that? I did not. I don't want that. I, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I don't want that. I don't either, but just because it's announced doesn't mean it's like solidified. So very true. Uh, definitely don't see the point in that. Um, so have you ever seen Santa's sleigh with Goldberg? Fuck yeah. No, I have it, but I want to. <laughs> That's one of my favorites easily. <laughs> so fucking good. Nice. It has Christmas. It has Hanukkah. It has everything. Um, so let's see. What's some other ones? You just watched Christmas evil for the first time. I watched it for the first time like this past week. And I 
actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was going to be a straightforward slasher kind of movie of a movie. Sorry, cannot talk. But it was um stuttering. <laughs> I'm fucking dumb. Scuba dip bop bop stutter. bop I can't talk. I'm still a man. <laughs> All right. I watched Christmas Evil for the first time this past week, <laughs> and I thought it was going to be like a kind of straightforward slasher movie, but it was more of a character study type of movie. Kind of reminded me of like Taxi Driver meets Christmas Slasher. Yeah, um, I definitely felt like it was more. So, again, I was expecting a slasher movie. Maybe that's why my expectations were completely thrown to the side. I was like, where, where's the murdering and gore? Uh, it definitely felt like Joker in a Santa hat to me. Mm. Um, again, I was bored with this one. I wanted to, I wanted, and I liked the, uh, I, I wish the backstory was more fleshed out to like, yeah, we saw his mom banging Santa in the beginning and Santa was making out with his mom's thighs or whatever. But like, yeah. let's go more into the psyche of why he's, you know, why he's obsessed with Christmas and why he needs to like murder or like what's going on. Yeah. I mean, compared to Silent Night, Deadly Night, which did a great job of establishing the trauma which led to this i mean seeing your mom fuck your dad dressed as santa claus i'm assuming is it that i mean nobody wants to see that but no i don't think it's gonna lead to an obsession with christmas and a killing spree later in life that's why they should have delved a little more into like maybe him as a child or just like stuff that he like they just showed him humming Christmas songs. He wasn't really that ominous. I did like that scene where he was like hiding in the bushes and he kept like a naughty list. And I was like, all right, that's interesting. Uh, And like uh, peering through the binoculars at like children should have been more of that stuff. Yeah. If they weren't going to go down the rabbit hole of like, why is this guy mentally ill? (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was just boring to me. Uh, And you did say that was Fiona Apple's dad. Yes. Very surprising to read that, but yeah. Also, Jeffrey DeMunn was in the movie. Who's that? So he was, he works a lot with Frank Darabont. He was in The Walking Dead as Dale, uh, but you would know him from The Mist because I haven't seen The Mist. Oh, yes. Yeah. He was also in The Stand, I believe. No, no, no. He's been in a lot of like Stephen King type shit. He was in The Green Mile. Great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. Great actor. Uh, So it was fun seeing him uh, that young acting. Yeah. Uh, he had a good scene and he was just in there for like one scene and that's it. Um, yeah, maybe I need to watch it again. Now that the expectation of it being like a slasher is out the window. Uh, but I was looking forward to a slasher. Yeah, I might, I, I, I might give it a rewatch next holiday season. Yeah, I, it was definitely, uh, the ending is fucking bonkers flying off into the, the moon in his van like oh. Santa Claus. <laughs> I was like, yes, this is awesome. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> the whole, like, axe to the head outside like the uh, what, church or whatever. Yeah. Is that a church or something? Uh, Yeah, wherever they were, like, where he kills three people. He, like, stabbed the dude in the eye with, like, the, uh, the nutcracker with, like, the little icicle on it. Yeah. That was cool. And you watched um, Don't Open Till Christmas. Right. Yeah, that was a fun one. 
Yeah. It was a right good slasher, isn't it? Oh, you know, I th- <laughs> I think Santa Claus used to be a Brit in the past. Like, uh, <laughs> he, never, he never opens his mouth to see his dirty teeth. Oh, it's Santa. He slowed down me chimney tonight. I swear me, mum, you're going to get it, bruv. <laughs> <laughs> On God, Santa. <laughs> Ain't no milk and cookies for you, all right? <laughs> you all catch this fade, deck these halls. <laughs> I've got some tea and crumpets for you, Santa. <laughs> I've been sniffing snow all night long. Well, what did you think of this one? If I ever catch you fucking me, mom. <laughs> I swear on me, nan, bruv. <laughs> oh, this ain't Tim Allen Santa Claus over here. You about to get bare knuckle boxed. Manchester United. <laughs> all right. Well, what did you think of this movie? <laughs> I thought it was fun. I liked how. Um, I liked how yeah, sleazy it was. Yeah, at the like when the girls like tied up in the apartment uh, with the ropes, uh, that was pretty fun. Yeah, any movie that has like a death scene in a old school peep show booth, you know, it's going to be yeah. like sleazy trash. But I wasn't expecting it to be like a a British uh, movie. Yeah, me neither. That was caught off guard, but I did. Uh, I did enjoy that more than Christmas Evil and. Uh, Krampus. I did watch that movie. Weirdly enough, me and uh, Steve watched it like earlier in the year, like not during Christmas. Ah, uh, all right. Uh, so it was a fun one. Uh, Shout out, Steve. Steve's got to get on here. Come on, my friend Steve. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Give me a segment on the show. Yeah. Um, any other Christmas movies that we're forgetting? Um. Did you watch Christmas Bloody Christmas that came out last year? Yes. Yes. Um, I actually liked that movie. It was okay. I liked the concept. Once you get past the horrible dialogue, the Rob Zombie (laughs) level trashy dialogue 30 minutes into the movie, once the killing starts and you get like the killer Terminator style Santa Claus, I was like, this is pretty fucking sick. I like this. Again, I thought it could be, and like that movie did schlock well, like at the end where it's literally Terminator, where they're in like the record store or whatever, and he's just like fucking chasing her and everything. And that part was cool. And I I didn't find the dialogue that I found the dude annoying as fuck. Um, I was like, this guy is just like, be be a guy, be a typical sleazebag. Um, That kind of got annoying, but I did like the actress. Yeah. I liked uh, I liked the setting. Um, it was fun. It was a fun movie. Actually, I might, didn't mind it. I might rewatch that before Christmas. So I only saw it once last year. It was the same dude who did. Um, I was just about to VFW, look that up because right? I know that he did something else. I think he did VFW. I could yep, be mistaken. I think you're right. His lighting is always really good in his. Yeah, uh, had in his great place. lighting. Uh, lots of kind of neon vibes. Even though you could tell the snow is so fake. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like fucking Dove soap. But it was, but it was fun. Yeah, he did VFW. And VFW is fun. In 2019. Um, yeah, that's a good one. I like that. I like that. Um, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> What else, Doug? We get real sexual at Christmas. I, any I other? Um, doesn't you have to be horror movies? Any other must watch? I mean, I haven't watched oh. Home Alone yet this year, and it's happening. 
I have not watched Home Alone either. Uh, I don't think the last time I watched it was. Honestly, that's not one of my go-to movies for some reason. Uh, I don't know why. Um, I love Jingle All the Way. That's a must-watch. Arnold getting a reindeer drunk is always quintessential uh, holiday viewing. Uh, Punching a reindeer in the face. Telling Phil Hartman to put that cookie down. (laughs) What? Punching a reindeer in the face. Yeah, so Sinbad? Sinbad and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Who would have ever thought? Yeah. Uh, and it's again, not the greatest movie. The kid I want to smack. The kid's annoying as hell. Um, uh, well, that was the kid that did star Wars in like 99. Oh, wait, what? Yeah. He kind of had like a pretty, his story's pretty sad. I mean, he was like kid actor and classic famous kid. Um, interesting. You know, I did not. I remember looking him up like once to see what he was like doing like a while ago, but um, I definitely don't remember that. So that's kind of sad. Remember his name, Jake Lloyd. Oh, yeah, yeah that name kind of sounds familiar, actually. Is he still alive? Kind of like a crackhead. Well, you know, like I said, rough, uh, <laughs> rough post acting career. So. <laughs> Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, he's Anakin Skywalker. All right, got it. Yeah. Um, anything else? Just friends. I got Jingle All the Way. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I gotta watch Just Friends. How did we not mention that? Fucking Samantha James serenading you during the uh, in front of a fireplace. So the other night, just out of curiosity, I was like, "Let me look up Just Friends reviews on Letterboxd," and I was very disappointed with the amount of hate that movie gets. Who hates that movie? A lot of fucking people. It's so good. Apparently it's problematic in these times, Doug. <laughs> it's like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what Can't people just like suspend disbelief a little bit? They were like, just because you're friends with somebody doesn't mean that it, you deserve to have sex with them. I'm like, I don't think that's what this movie's. No, that's it's... not the point. Yeah. Though I'd, uh... there was tension between both it's of them. It's a lot of shit like that. It wasn't just one-sided. Yeah. It's just, look at any rom-com in the 90s. Fucking, there's problematic things everywhere. It's just different stories, you know? Yeah. Um, different perspectives, different characters. It's a comedy. Not meant to be taken that seriously. It's not a commentary on one-sided relationships. Well, uh, they're not trying. I to fucking love that. that movie, and I'm going to watch it again this year. I love that year. movie, too. I can watch that movie any and uh, during any season. Yeah. Uh, just friends. One of our quintessential classics. Um, I was going to mention something else uh, that I forgot. Oh, I wanted to ask you this, uh, this question. Um, kind of been going through my mind a whole lot recently. Is Die Hard a Christmas um, movie? Is Die Hard a Christmas <laughs> You fucking <laughs> Hey, did you ever notice? Uh, you knew where I was going with it. Die Hard. It's kind of a Christmas movie. If I ever hear that <laughs> debate again, like a- I will shit down someone's <laughs> chimney. <laughs> like I will take, I will drink Miralax and I will liquid shit down everyone's <laughs> chimney in the neighborhood. Boy, if you shit down me chimney tonight, bro, if I smell <laughs> me mum, you're going to be a dead man. I'm going to make, <laughs> you're going to have a little chocolate pudding in your face, mate. <laughs> I'll give you a damn mudslide, all right? 
But yeah, I'm done. I'm done with that fucking debate and everyone else should be too. It's a Christmas movie. That's that. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> All right. What was your question? No, that was it. I was, I was leading up to that. Were you really? Yes. What? <laughs> you spoiled you were it. selling it so well. I was like, I, Oscar, Oscar worthy acting. I don't I'm know. Telling you, man, we're like Pippin and Jordan. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> Buckshot, baby. There it goes. Hit that layup. This ain't the last dance, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, trying to think of other Christmas movies that we haven't mentioned. Um, I'm honestly not. I don't think I'm a big Christmas movie person. Hmm. Like, I don't. Yeah. I think this is the most. Uh, like the most amount of times I watched a crit like Christmas movies during the actual season. Uh, like I don't, I'll watch a Christmas movie in fucking June. If I'm feel, if I feel like watching it, um, I get, it gets you in the atmosphere, gets you in the spirit and everything. I just, I don't know. I was just never one to, to do that. Oh, inside. I watched the deer hunter last night. That is the complete opposite. Inside is a Christmas horror movie. Takes place on Christmas. Oh. I've only seen the remake. I know every time we talk about this, that's what you tell me. You have to watch the original and I need to watch the remake, which I hear is decent. The remake was really good. Yeah. What'd you hear? Did you hear it was? No, I mean, every time that's, I hear good things about the remake as well. I mean, why was it remade? I don't know, but Hey, if it's good, it's good. It was pretty, uh, without seeing the original, I thought it was pretty rock solid and the story was uh the original interesting. Is it was pretty fucking brutal. brutal. Who uh yeah, I gotta I definitely want to watch the original. Who directed that? Not sure. Some uh Spanish it's a Spanish it's film, right? From France, I believe. Oh, okay. Oui, oui. Uh yeah, the French are fucked up. Um yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> Takes place on Christmas. Um very disturbing plot to that movie yeah it's uh it's not a feel-good movie i'll put it like that no definitely not a first date movie uh definitely a second date movie so what do you got planned for christmas doug uh what am i doing for christmas i'm gonna do the old two family swing uh going to my dad's on christmas eve uh, gonna have a prime. My dad's making a prime rib for dinner. Hey. Gonna have a prime rib Italian Christmas over here. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of uh, food like that. Probably uh, some baked ziti. Baked ziti's a big hit uh, with my family during Christmas. Uh, is your sister flying in? My sister is not coming in because uh, it's too expensive to fly out. She's gonna be here in January. Ah, uh, but I did buy her. Um, I did all my Christmas shopping. Uh. Last Friday, uh, got to get you something. Yeah, I guess I got to get you something too. (laughs) (laughs) No, you don't. You already. I told you, Halloween hard, Halloween hard nights was birthday and Christmas. No, that was that was for your birthday. Yeah, but that was way too much. Hey, I listened to a podcast your sister did recently. Really? Yeah, she was like, you know, they were talking about like spirituality and meditation and stuff, and it was kind of funny because. You guys are very different, but like I could tell that you're related, like the way you get excited about things and you sort of <laughs> I don't want to say ramble, but like if, if no, you have a thought, ramble. it has to come out and you both got to have that same quality. So I was listening to it. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's adorable. 
Yeah, we're pretty much cut from the same cloth. When we talk to each other, it's a lot because we're just like. <laughs> but it was a really good. <laughs> nobody listen, can though. get away. She's very, she's very in tune with like, uh, even like for myself, myself. I don't know if we listen to the same one, but I and like we just talk. Uh, I mean, just the stuff that she tells me about, like you know meditation spirituality every time we talk about like just mental health stuff she's mm. just really uh intelligent with that stuff and very in tune with her uh mind and creativity and she does and i've took a lot of her yoga classes during the pandemic mm-hmm. really really good i feel like she does online classes if you took a took a couple you'd probably be into it yeah i see her post sometimes about like hey join me for a meditation later tonight and Usually I have something going on, but I would like to. So Yeah, it's the, the timing, the timing. I mean, we're in the same time zone. My sister right. is not. Uh, so when she's doing it, you're definitely in bed. Uh, Probably. Because it's usually at like, I don't know, five or six or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's the best. Um, yeah. Shout out to Allie. Come on the podcast sometime. Oh, yeah. She'll have nothing to add. <laughs> If we do a mental health episode, for sure. Well, hey, you know what? I was recently thinking about that because we talked about it at one point, and I'm still down to do that. We could do it in like January or I'm, something. I'm so down. Start the year off right with some uh, good self-care talk. Yeah, we could bring her on for a little bit. Yeah, she'd probably be down to do it. She's uh, It's funny. She is the same always. Some things, you know, something like people evolve, but some things just don't stay the same. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Something stay the same. Sure. Um, she is ridiculous. Uh, she'll she'll and she and she is busy. She's a busy person. She like stretches herself so thin. She's all over the place. Um, and just all like years ago when we were like, you know, living with my mom, I asked her if she wanted to like, oh, do you want to like hang out, watch a movie? And she's like, I'm so busy. I got to do so many things. And I looked at her list of things to do. It's literally like buy black socks buy buy this. And it's like, this takes fucking 10 minutes. <laughs> You're really going to take your whole day to get fucking black socks. Go to target right now. Get some black socks. Come back and let's watch a movie. She's like, she like it's, it's she's just a funny person. She like, I don't want to say she acts more busy than she is, but she is busy, but she's just like, it's just like little shit like that. Hmm. Well, I look forward to chatting with her. I've never talked to her in person, but um, yeah. neither has Holly, believe it or not. Hmm. My, Holly has never met my sister. Hmm. All right. She's been in uh, Portland for a long time. We got to go to Portland. I would love to. Let's plan it. You had that planned uh, before the pandemic, right? Yeah. I had tickets to go to like uh, Canada, then take the train down to Portland. It was going to be like a two, three week trip. And then covid hit so never got to go but i would love to do you have a passport yes i do we got a full go to florida england night bruv <laughs> we gotta got do a pink floyd tribute band it's gonna be phil floyd i'm out <laughs> <laughs> this is our cue to wrap it up we're just like i don't know where i was going with that <laughs> um what what are you? Uh, you're going to Florida for Christmas. I am. Uh, yes. You're going to Ashley's uh, fam's house. That's going to be a fun time. Photosynthesizing your assholes in the sun. That's um, right. Every morning, spread our cheeks, point it towards the sun goddess, 
let it bask our anuses with golden light <laughs> as we meditate. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna need that. <laughs> Ashley wants to see that golden taint. Grandma's gonna be like, "What's he doing out there?" <laughs> <laughs> I think he's doing yoga. <laughs> This this move is called the crown jewel. It's scary that that's a real thing, like asshole tanning or whatever. Oh yeah, that's a that's a thing for sure. <laughs> I've seen uh, people talk about it. Oh man! But uh, how long are you gonna be there? Like five days, six days, or something. Oh sweet! And I was we're, looking uh, up we're in Florida again. It's in Sanford, Florida, so like just north of Orlando. And I was looking up okay. like movies that were filmed around there. Apparently, a lot of My Girl was shot in Sanford. Oh. So I could find the house from My Girl. That's pretty sweet. You could uh, get movie. some fake bees or something uh, to have a photo op in front of there. How funny would it be? You if, should look up some movie theaters. What if I got attacked by bees while filming location, like scouting for My Girl? And that's how I died. That would be divine tragedy. <laughs> Alanis Morissette like, would call that ironic. He can't see without his malignant DVD <laughs> right next to the casket. <laughs> he loves this movie. <laughs> he told me that was his last wish. He wants Gabriel in his coffin. Throw in It's a Wonderful Knife as well. He loves time travel <laughs> plots. They're his favorite. <laughs> Phil, wake up. Time cut comes out soon. <laughs> He didn't get to see Freaky, oh, no. so the DVD commentary. That's not true. I watched twenty minutes of it, and I said, "No, thank you." <laughs> yeah, we got it. So we are planning on uh, twenty twenty four. One of the plans of an episode, we're gonna do a uh, retrospective of those writers and how they just can't stop doing time travel movies so it's gonna be freaky it's gonna be it's a wonderful knife totally killer happy death day i think we should do that whenever this time cut trailer comes out that would be a good excuse to like say enough is enough fucking stop whatever your name was that we said earlier michael Michael kennedy michael kennedy you're a fucking bum to quote my friend doug here (laughs) maybe um i mean kennedy's do have uh, pension for one thing to happen to them. Maybe, uh, God. maybe it'll happen to this guy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's finalizing that. Uh, finalizing that edit. Doug. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Jason Blum is gonna catch his scalp on the Corvette. Oh boy! <laughs> All right, never mind. I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. Oh. This is why we don't get asked to do things. Can't take this boy anywhere, I swear. <laughs> everyone's out everyone's out here getting uh interviews and we're like, fuck this movie. <laughs> it's okay. I wouldn't have it any other way. We're talking honestly. I won't say a bad movie is good. That's true. Honest will... opinion. Honest opinion. Yeah. Sorry. Um, all right. Well, Doug, I think we are gonna go ahead and wrap it up here. Let's do it, Daddy. This will be our last episode before Christmas, so I hope everybody has a safe and happy Christmas out there. Happy Christmas, happy Hanukkah, happy whatever you celebrate. Happy Chinese food eating day, because if you don't celebrate it, and if you're you're lonely on the holidays, you don't talk to your family, watch a movie. 
to cheer you up. Oh, I thought you were going to say to to give you a call. Oh, they could they could slide in my DMs and talk about some nonsense. I'm always down. All right, DMs are always open. There we go. Let's talk about some shit. Slide down that chimney. Uh, Feels like don't contact me. I'll be drinking martinis in the sun. Uh, no. This will be my and by martinis. I mean, water. This will be my first uh, sober Christmas. Let's go, baby! In many, many Let's years. <laughs> It's almost a year, almost a year since uh, uh, no. you stopped drinking. It's like, wasn't it like March or no, I quit in like May. So got a little oh. ways to go, but all right, never mind. I'm trucking along. But that's exciting. Yeah. You know, just a little journey. I'm on every day you wake up and you choose sober life. It is a struggle. Well, actually, I'm kind of at that point now where it's not like I wake up and think about it. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'm just not drinking now. So it's honestly overrated. Nope. I see there's not a lot of, I don't know, not a lot of benefits from drinking and you feel better. Yeah. And hey, no judgment to people that drink. Do you? Um, No. Do you want to have a good time and drink? Hopefully you're doing it in moderation. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Well, I feel like this is a serious topic. Turn to a PTA, we, yeah, <laughs> that we could go down. But we were wrapping up. Don't do drugs. Kids. We're wrapping up the episode, so we gotta go. But have a <laughs> safe and happy Christmas out there, Doug. I love you very much. Hope Santa's good to love you. Love you, baby. Hey, fireworks! Works. <laughs> All right. As Santa Claus has come. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>